Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad you are here. Today, I'm going to be talking about two things, both related to sugar. If you missed my first episode, I talked about my sugar sobriety uh, goal and journey for 2021. So I'm giving you an update on that and how it's going. And then I'm also talking about why sugar is addictive. uh, Because I feel that if you are like me, you maybe have not been Uh, feel like you've been heard, seen, understood lately because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media from other doctors, nutritionists saying sugar is not addictive. You just need to stop restricting. And I'm here to give the other point of view with the data that I have seen that backs that up. And we're going to go into that. So first, I'm going to give my sugar sobriety update. I made it. So it is June now. So we're what? We've completed five and a half months. And I decided about, I made it through four months, so the end of April, and then we went on vacation to Florida. And I'm sharing this because I want you to know it is okay at any point in your life to change your goal, to switch it up. Maybe you decided your goal's not quite working for you, you want different things. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure because you changed your goal or decided you didn't need to achieve that goal anymore. You just need to, maybe you learned more throughout the process and now you're just shifting gears, changing direction. So mine was we ended up going on vacation to Florida and my favorite drink of all time is a pina colada. Like love it, love it, love it. But I only have it when we're on vacation in tropical places. So this hasn't happened since we went on our honeymoon like four years ago. So it's been four years since I've had my favorite drink. And I really thought about it and I was like, okay, well, if I have a pina colada, that's going to be breaking the sugar sobriety because of course there's a lot of sugar in a pina colada. And I decided that it was okay for me because it wasn't about... I wasn't having the sugar to suppress negative emotions, to cope with the situation. It was to enjoy vacation and have this drink I truly love and thoroughly enjoy. And so I allowed myself to have it on vacation and it ended up being great. We had it outside and, you know, on the, on the water, had a beautiful view and I really, truly enjoyed it. I will note that the first time having that much sugar, um, it did leave me feeling like not physically great after. And then I noticed that my cravings for sugar kind of came back very strongly. And so that was challenging to manage and to work through that. I did allow myself to have some, I don't want to call them keto, but that's what they're marketed as because they have the zero calorie sweetener. So I had a couple of things with a zero calorie sweetener just to help me um, kind of enjoy it, but move through the cravings. And then on my, my birthday was in the middle of May. And so I chose to, in May, on my birthday, have uh, 
cake and ice cream because my I'm also trying to embrace my inner child, have more fun, and I have always loved on my birthday getting cake and ice cream, celebrating, and I decided that because, again, it wasn't out of this negative emotion, uh, trying to escape in a situation. It was in celebration, and so I bought a little pint of ice cream and a little four-pack of cupcakes to split with uh, my husband and my son, so that also was preventing me from like going all out and eating an entire cake on my own. And I really enjoyed it. And I really sat and savored it. And as I was eating it, I realized that it was delicious, but it wasn't as delicious as I remembered. Like it didn't, like it wasn't like, it was almost like you try something that you used to like, and you're like, eh, it's okay. Like, I don't know why I was so obsessed with it before. And I realized, I think, Moving forward, I might do something where I only have cake and ice cream during special occasions, like birthday parties, celebrations, or around Christmas, um, like after this is over, trying to figure out how I want to handle sugar best for me. And this is where I say best for me because you may not need to do this at all. You might not have issues with sugar. You might not have issues with food. Maybe if you do, you have... it's like bread and potato chips, um, which side note is also a simple carb. And so your body kind of treats it like sugar. So just be aware one way or the other, because that's one thing I have picked up on this journey so far is that I don't think my cravings have completely gone away because I will um, indulge occasionally in finding myself indulging with things like potato chips, which I never liked chips before. And I think because I've eliminated all other forms of sugar, potato chips still are digested in your body like a simple sugar. And so it can have the same uh, dopamine effect. So basically, I just wanted to share with you that I have not been perfect. It's not been easy. And I'm human just like you. And I have decided to make different choices. And I will say after my birthday too, I had a very difficult um, like two weeks where I just was not in a great mental state. I almost felt like I was getting more of that postpartum depression and anxiety. And so I had more sugar than I normally would. And it was sliding back towards my old habits of binging sugar. And I just really had to focus on, okay, forgive myself for making those uh, choices and moving forward, how can I prevent them? And I realized I really needed to take more time to focus on things that fill my cup and uplift me to start my day. And I was doing that like kind of like not so great before. So just making sure I was really doing it and intentionally putting time each morning into that. And so it's gotten easier. So I'm not perfect. Just like you would not be perfect on any goal, any journey you set out to do. You just have to forgive yourself for the choices that you made and how can you make better choices moving forward? How can you support yourself moving forward? So segue into, yes, sugar is addictive. And if you feel like you are thinking, I feel addicted to sugar, but I'm hearing, reading, seeing by all these other doctors and nutritionists that it's not addictive, I am here to hold space for you and tell you that it is and you're not crazy. You're not thinking like you're crazy. And I, if that's you, I'm here for you. And we're going to talk about why it is. So 
I just want to start out with the most common thing I'm seeing is that you should, if you are feeling addicted to sugar or foods, it's because you're restricting those foods and not eating them. And I argue that that may be true for some people, but it's not true for a lot of people. Why? Because if people really were restricting those foods, we wouldn't see obesity rates like we do today. We just wouldn't. And I have also tried that where I have tried to say, okay, I'm just not going to restrict. I'm going to eat whatever I crave, whatever I want for a week. And it didn't get any better. What these doctors and nutritionists say, well, eventually you'll just get sick of the food and you won't want to eat it. It's not true. I did not get sick of it. I felt physically ill and like I didn't feel great, but I still had cravings for those foods. It didn't go away and I couldn't stop myself. I felt I would still find myself finishing a pint of ice cream every single night, even though I knew I didn't want to. So for me, it just didn't work and it didn't hold true to what they're trying to tell you will work. I think part of that is it's truly an addiction because your addiction overrides your prefrontal cortex where you make decisions to get that dopamine hit in your reward center in your brain, just like any other addiction. Most people think of addiction, they think of alcohol and drugs, which can physically harm and kill you because you can overdose. But there are way more things you can be addicted to. You can be addicted to your phone, social media, TV, news, uh, work, there are a porn, a sex. There's so many things that you can be addicted to that don't cause you to overdose and may not cause you to die right away. But like with food, over time, you can see yourself. This is where I think we have these obesity rates and diabetes and, and hypertension is from this addiction to food. And if you're sitting there, I don't want you to feel like this is your fault. There are so many things at play here. One of the big things is sugar is added to almost every single pre-packaged, pre-cooked food that you find on the shelf. It is wild. That is the one thing I found on this journey is sugar is in everything. And even a lot of the products that say no sugar added still have fake sweetener. So it's still keeping you addicted to that sweetness. And there's even some research that shows that people who eat uh, like zero calorie sweetener foods end up consuming more calories overall because the body tastes it and they think they're getting these, your body thinks it's getting these calories. Your body doesn't get the calories. So it says, oh, I'm still hungry. And which goes along with a lot of the times with these packaged processed foods, they are so easily addictive. They're created in a laboratory by a scientist. How can we, they try to find the bliss point, the best point that it'll taste so good to you that you will want to eat more and more and more and basically increase their profits, buy more of their products. They don't really care about your health. And so this is also where this addiction comes from is not only the mental side of it, but that these foods are physically easily addictive, just like alcohol and drugs because of what they put in it. And for me, one of those things is sugar. Sugar is in everything. And that's why a lot of times when you're told to eat healthy and you try to eat vegetables, they taste disgusting. Why? Because there's no sugar added. There's no sweetness added to them. So yeah, they taste very bitter. And bitter doesn't taste good when your taste buds are used to sweetness. So you're not broken for thinking vegetables are gross. 
Maybe you just need to slowly decrease the amount of sugar that you're eating. And the way that addictions work is you are trying, generally, you're trying to avoid negative emotions, uncomfortable feelings, a situation you're trying to numb or escape. And this could be something as simple as your children are screaming and you've just had it with the day. It could be you're financially stressed, your relationship is stressed, you hate your job. There's so many different things that can lead to addictions of all sorts. And the way that it happens is you get this hit of dopamine. So you want to feel good. Your body is trying to keep you safe and it wants you to feel good. You get the hit of dopamine in your reward center in your brain from whatever your choice is. So in this case, we're talking food. So you eat the cookies, you eat the ice cream, you get the hit of dopamine, you feel really good. Even if you don't feel physically good after, your body will still crave it and you'll still have that drive to have it because it helped you numb or avoid those uncomfortable or negative emotions or situations before. And so when you continue this path over time, just like a drug, just like alcohol, you need more and more and more to get that same hit of dopamine because it messes with your dopamine receptors in your brain. So your brain, to feel that same amount of good feeling, you need to have more and more sugar, more and more of whatever it is, even if you feel physically ill when you're eating. And this is where binge eating happens. This is where overeating happens. This is where that true addiction to food comes in. And it shuts off your decision making. So you may have good intentions thinking, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to have the cookies. I'm not going to have the ice cream. You're thinking you're going to go to the grocery store, make all good decisions. You get to the grocery store, Maybe you get a text, you're just in a bad mood, and all of a sudden you see the cookies, you see the ice cream, you hesitate for a moment, and then you say, screw it, I just need this cook- these cookies, I need this ice cream, it's fine, it's just one more day, what difference will that make? You end up eating it, getting the high, and then you feel horrible after, you feel guilty, maybe you feel shame because you're stuck in this cycle of overeating, you feel that you can't get out of it, you feel hopeless, and you just don't know. You, you ask, like, what's wrong with you? You might think, why can't I stop eating? And this is where the sugar addiction is real and can feel real, especially when you your choice of food is always a sweet or a simple carb of some sort. So if your choice is always, like, plain bread, um, plain crackers, plain, like, sodas, something that's just a simple carb that's processed. I'm not talking fruit here. So if it's anything like that, that I consider in the realm of sugar because of the way your body digests it and the way it spikes your blood sugar. And you are not broken. It may take a lot of work to work, move through this, but just know you are not alone. I mean, if people weren't really addicted to food and sugar, why why is there Overeaters Anonymous? That's my question for all these doctors and nutritionists saying that sugar isn't addictive. Just because one research study doesn't prove it doesn't mean there's not hundreds of others that do. This is where when you see someone quoting a study, look into the study. Who funded the study? A lot of these companies like Coca-Cola and these companies that 
make their dollar off of sugar, off of people eating their foods, will fund these studies to show that sugar is not addictive, sugar is healthy, because they want you to believe it. They want you to buy their products still. And so they'll fund these studies, which kind of sways the um, results of it. They'll even, I mean, politics are well and alive in scientific studies these days. So just be aware when you see these things that just because that's what one nutritionist, one doctor believes doesn't mean it invalidates your experience and your feelings. So if you are sitting here thinking, okay, I'm a, I feel like I'm addicted to sugar. This is me. What do I do? You should probably first find yourself a good therapist. That is the best way to start working through where this came from, what situations, what feelings um, you're trying to suppress. Maybe you experienced trauma as a child that you're still trying to suppress. They will help you figure that out and work through that. Getting a good coach is a great way to help you with the nutrition side of things, learning how to actually eat for your health, for weight loss, to help you work through these patterns of overeating in conjunction with your therapist. So that is what I do. I help my clients work through these habits to help them create new healthy habits, new healthy eating habits, how to kind of almost detox off the sugar. And so you can still have sugar in your life, but to learn how to eat healthy and reach your goals. And then the therapist helps you figure out why in the first place you were eating like that. And I can certainly bring you those aha moments through coaching, but a therapist is really going to help you get do the deep work to heal from all of that. So there you have it. My sugar sobriety update and how sugar is addictive. If you really loved this, please hit follow wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you are on iTunes, please, please, please leave me a written five-star review. Those really help get the podcast out to other listeners, and it just helps grow our community and help us make a community of healthy moms who uplift and support each other and change the face of motherhood. I love you and have a great day. 